All right. Look at Matthew 21. 21. Well, Brother Copeland, you see, these are just spiritual mountains, not actual mountains. Or, you know, well, let's see if Jesus agrees with that. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree. Well, that was not a spiritual fig tree. But, also, if you say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done, and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. You will. You will. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Ask and you shall receive that your joy be made full. Now you can exercise the joy of the Lord, which is your strength, right as I said, right in the middle of terrible and horrible pain. But your joy becomes full when the thing is totally manifested. Hallelujah. And you walk out of there with a healed and well body. I know I walked in pain because of my own hard-headed disobedience for a long time. And I want you to know, glory to God, I am totally and completely pain-free. I am healed and made well from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I haven't been sick in so long. I don't, I, I have remembrance of the, the last time I actually yielded to flu symptoms. It was years ago. Now, <laughs> January before last in the minister's conference, just sitting there right on the front row, the symptoms of the flu came on me. I got, I started chilling. You know, pain around behind my eyes. Everybody, you know, talking about the flu and the flu shots. Well, we took our flu shots years ago. Out of Deuteronomy 28, Galatians 3.13. So, now I'm not talking to you against those flu shots. Do you know what that flu shot is? It's It's an immune system booster. You can, you can do that. I mean, just be a natural human being. Just quit eating slop. And start sleeping at night. Well, I can't. Well, that's your fault. Get the shot. <laughs> Amen. You know, this is the name of the game, don't you? God gets on me, I get on you. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> I didn't, I just, I just started 
<laughs> you can't put that on me, Satan, and you know it. You can't do it. I'm just sitting there, ha, 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 just laughing under my breath. <laughs> you can't do it. And I still, still had the chills. And I said, no, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. I will not accept it. I don't have it. You don't have any case against me in the courts of heaven. I am a forgiver. I walk in love. I, 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 keep your, I keep the commandments of God. I do those things which are right in His sight. I love my neighbor as myself, fulfilling all the law and the commandments. I love the brethren even as you love the brethren, Lord. Satan, you can't put that on me. You don't have a legal right to put that on me. And I'm not taking it. It lasted about 15 or 20 minutes and he's gone. Hadn't had him since then. Amen. Yeah, but that don't work for me. I know it. You know how I know? You said it. When Gloria and I were first learning this, you need a faith partner. And you don't get mad when you get caught. <laughs> I had a serious disadvantage. <laughs> Gloria could go three days without saying anything. I mean, she's very quiet. And she, she really didn't just come out you know, until she began to teach and, and, and preach the word. But even, even so, she just quiet nature to begin with. Well, I was just the opposite. She said, well, you did enough talking for both of us. So I... <laughs> and she's right. And I just, you know, <laughs> she'd say, that's your confession. Now, I believe it. <laughs> Keith and Phyllis, one of them would say something, the other one would say, if you say so. <laughs> well, it just scared me to death. Really? <laughs> Think about how the devil schooled us to, to talk. Scared me to death, thrilled me to death. Are you going? I'm afraid not. <laughs> the laws faith Filled words dominate the laws of death. Death-filled words and fear-filled words will dominate the words of life. They're spiritual laws. And they work on the blessing side and they work on the curse side because they are laws. There are words. Well, we live in a word created, word dominated universe, a word upheld universe. In the beginning was the word, the word with God, and the word was God, nothing created without him, without the word. But you can't, you can't change the laws, but you can change the words. And when we begin to speak words of faith, words of God, whether they feel right or not, 
you go strictly into this book and you get so picky. You're in training. You just, you, you just don't allow things to come out your mouth. You don't want coming to pass. And boy, there's times you just have to just give yourself a pop across the face and say, shut up. Because you get in the habit of saying things, you don't hear them when they come out your mouth. Particularly when you something say a lot, and your parents said it, you said it, now your children are saying it when they're little old kids. And, and uh, you better stop that, you little fool. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to tell you something. You keep acting like this, Jesus won't love you anymore. Oh, that's alive in hell. Yes, it is. He still loves you, doesn't he? There's nothing you can do to cause him not to love you any more or any less. Because he's all in. Amen. Everybody that's in hell, he loves them. And will never quit loving. Well, why did he send them to hell? That wasn't his choice. The only man he ever sent to hell was Jesus. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. God didn't intend for any human being to go there. And the only sin that will send anybody to hell is not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Amen? Amen. Are we getting somewhere with this today? Glory. Come on. Glory to God. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Oh, there's so much. Thank you, Lord. I want to go to the 91st Psalm. If you'll go with me there, please. And then we'll go to Mark 5. And I I want you to see... These same principles in operation. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How do you get into that place? I will say. I will say, nothing happens in this psalm until this one man said something. There's three people in this psalm. This person, that's you and me. And then there's Jesus. And then there is the Father, and the Father closes it out. I will say of the Lord, here's the only statement that this man makes. 
He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. He, this, this man just said it and shut his mouth. I used to get confused at the, at the order, the way it would bounce back and forth. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you. What? Didn't say surely he'll deliver me. Now, this is where we, now, we're standing on Hebrews 3, 1. Hold your place. Let's turn over there and look at it. I want you to get your, set your eyes on it. Oh, I'm almost out of time and I've only been here 10 minutes. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the one whom God sent, the high priest of our profession, the anointed Jesus. Jesus is anointed to be the high priest of his words in our mouth. We're not in this alone. We're not just speaking off out into the air or even into the spirit realm. Jesus is responsible for taking these words of faith and bringing them to pass and see to it that they happen. Because we're standing on Mark 11, 23, 24, and 25. Matthew 21, 21. Hallelujah. So notice it. Surely, Kenneth, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He'll cover you, son, with his feathers and under his wings. Why? Because you said, he's my, he's my fortress, he's my God, I trust in him. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand shall fall at your right hand. It will not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now look at this. Because, Kenneth, you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. Jesus made the Lord his refuge when he went to hell. There was no other guarantee that he could get out of there. Nobody had ever gotten out of that place. He had to take it by faith. And he took it on the 22nd Psalm. There's been a lot of, well, what was finished? The plan of redemption. No, there's a lot of things to be said about that. But the truth of the matter is, Jesus locked on to that 22nd Psalm that begins, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And ends in the Hebrew language, it ends, it, it is finished. That's where he was. That's what he was quoting. That's what he was hanging on that cross. He had to die by faith. 
We had to live by faith. He had to die by faith. My God. My God. Why hast thou forsaken me? It was that psalm. Anyway. And you come on down. <clears throat> He'll give his angels charge over you. Now here's, here's, here, here's for the 14th verse. The heavenly father steps in. Because he's talking to Jesus. Because Kenneth has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high because he's known my name. He'll call on me and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in time of trouble and I'll deliver him and honor him. And with long life, even 120 years, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. The days of man shall be 120 years. It is in the book of Genesis. Chapter 6. That's at the very beginning of the book of Genesis. So the law of first mention governs all the way through the rest of the Bible. So every time you find long life, it means 120 years. Not just what we think long life ought to be. Amen. Amen. And that's growing in us. Why is that so important? Because the fullness of the gifts of the Spirit, the fullness of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher has never been manifested in this earth, not even in the apostle Paul. And that has to come to pass. The Lord asked me if I would do it. Well, his, that, I mean, that's a command to me. And I, I agreed to do it after I'd been hearing about it and studying it and so forth for several years before, before that even occurred. Then, one day I just did the math. In 2056... Gloria and I will have been in this ministry for 90 years. Wow. We're not the only ones. I know good and well I'm not the only one God's talking to about this. And we're going to find out over the next few years that there's, there, there are people all over this, all over this planet that God's getting through to. And we're going to see this thing to the finished glory to God. And a lot of you are taking hold of it. We're going for it. But you have to be all in spirit and soul and mind and body. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.